Broadcasting live from the East Rand. This is Sirius FM. 24 hours a day sharing the peace and light of Islam. www.suriusfm.net Yes, sir, people, he's back. He's back. Our Mufti, Brian Smithy, is back on Quickfire Q&A. He's happy. you happy. I'm happy. Yusuf is happy. And yes, Faisal Asman is also happy. And the whole Ummah is happy. Uh, Mufti, Brian Smith, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And uh, Jazakallah Khaira for joining us on the platforms of uh, Sirius FM uh, this morning. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. I'm so excited, you know. That uh, we're all happy, the people are happy, like you said now, rightfully. And the uh, people have been asking and missing a serious FM also. So let's make the best of this and take this opportunity. And also it's a blessed month, Dhul-Qa'da, one of the sacred months. And soon we'll be entering Dhul-Hijjah as well. So just blessings upon blessings, G. Yeah, you can say that, uh, Mufti, sir. blessings upon blessings. And uh, when you come on... Uh, Questions upon questions are flying through, and uh, this question, yeah, I tell you, really happens. It says, Assalamu alaikum, Mufti and Chef. Welcome back. What happened after Pride Month? Uh, should we support Woolworths or Woolies again? Woo, Willy Winky, Mufti. <laughs> I think that's a question that everyone's asking, uh, or some people are thinking about, and too afraid to ask, you know. So that will be their policy. They're not going to change their policy in many of these corporates. Uh, they won't be changing their policies. You know, my advice is simple. That support your local Muslim business owner, your local Muslim uh, uh, shop, you know, support them and continue supporting them. Their money will come back and that will fund your institution. That will pay uh, the zakat to the poor people and all of these things, you know. So rather make the decision now to boycott them one time because a pride thing is a recurring thing. It's happening every year and more entities are joining that so you don't need anything from movers you can find it somewhere else you know it won't increase in elevated daraja in the year after by shopping in uh, at movers in uh, this life in fact uh, you are supporting a, a crime that is uh, so heinous that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala destroyed the entire village, the Qawm of Lut alayhi salatu salam. So if you made the intention and be firm, the non-Muslims out there are calling for the boycott uh, of Woolworths uh, and uh, they showing, uh, showing uh, um, more guts and glory than uh, some of our Muslim organizations. So stay away from it. Make your intention and Allah will reward you. If you haven't done anything good and you feel you haven't done anything good, then now is the time to show Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala how firm you can can be in your resolution, G. Uh, Mufti Saab, you're looking at the screen there. Can you see that question uh, there? It's all about chowing. I want you to read that question and answer it, Mufti. Assalamu alaikum. Does eating takeaway food weaken the iman? Zakallah khair. So food is a personal uh, preference. You know, some people uh, like their uh, uh, bunny chow, some people like their gadsby, some people like fish and chips. So as long as it's not detrimental to your health, and, uh, you know, you get different types of, of takeaway foods, uh, Shafat, you get the healthy options, and uh, then you get the not-so-healthy options, you know, uh, by, uh, by, by cutting down on, on cholesterol and fatty foods, etc. You're actually promoting your own health, and this is what the Quran exhorts us to do. Go, uh, you know, halal and tayyib, one thing is it being halal, and the other, it should be tayyib, also wholesome, pure, organic. So if it is not uh, organic, uh, then uh, it won't only weaken your iman, but it will weaken your body 
And uh, once your body is weakened, uh, then you won't be able uh, to increase in ibadah because you'll feel drained and you'll feel lethargic. So in that way, then it will affect your iman also. But, uh, but you know, that is a personal choice a person needs to make. That uh, my advice is all, always that uh, eat your home cooked food uh, because you know what ingredients is going into the podji. Yeah, putting in your ilachi, putting in your cinnamon stick, and putting in all those. Hey, yeah, your turmeric mufti's got like the ginger, ground ginger, and all the hey, hey, chow lekker. Our, our mufti, very healthy indeed. Uh, mufti, this question says, uh, will you be celebrating a single Eid this month or again two separately, mufti? I cannot answer that, Shafat. I think that the people are a little bit anxious. Uh, some will, of course, be following the Saudi uh, calendar again. And then some people, most probably uh, the majority, they will be following local sighting, which is what is required to do. So uh, we shouldn't uh, let uh, this issue split the ummah. Uh, as we carry on now, it's becoming a norm. It is quite disgusting also that the families are split because of uh, Eid, which is Sunnah Mu'akkadah. You know, that uh, those who want to celebrate, uh, but whoever let them celebrate, it won't take them out of the fold of uh, Islam. And those who prefer to uh, to adopt the local sighting policy, they are most welcome to do so also. So uh, there is uh, two options, and uh, most probably uh, it will be two Eids again this year. But let it not be a fist fight and a swearing and a smear campaign and character assassination and all these other uh, negative uh, vibes that we send out there. Keep the Ummah united as much as possible on good G. Uh, Mufti Saab, if I slaughter Kurbani in another country and it's uh, done before either year locally, will it be valid? So that happens when you purchase your animal or you send your money abroad. Uh, sometimes the possibility exists that they will be celebrating Eid a day before or either a day after you. It is not always in conjunction with the Eid that you're celebrating. So the place of slaughtering will be taken into consideration. For example, if you slaughter in uh, India and they're celebrating a day before you, that Kurbani will be considered valid because the place uh, where the uh, Kurbani is happening, that will be considered in not your residence where you are residing. So that Kurbani will be valid. You do not have to re-perform it again, G. How do we resolve the fasting on Arafah, the uh, dispute of Mufti Saab? Disputes here, there, and everywhere. Yes, and, and, and you know, there's also norm nowadays, because so when people go to Makkah, they will, of course, be, uh, uh, celebrate Arafah on Monday. And those people following the local sighting here, they will be celebrating most probably Arafah the next day. So this is every year, it is the same issue. Uh, what I found out, and according to my research, you know, and over the years, uh, the experience, uh, counting you also, I tell the people one simple thing, that the first 10 days of the Hijjah, that is all blessed days, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes an oath by that in the Quran, Fajr, you know, by morning and by the, uh, the blessings and uh, by the greatness of uh, the 10 nights of the uh, Hijjah. So yes, the 10 nights, the 10 days, all of that is blessed. So if you want to avoid the dispute of fasting with Makkah or not fasting with Makkah, then fast from the first of the Hijjah right up until the day uh, before Eid, uh, because on Eid you can't fast. So in that way, you will be uh, gaining good. You'll be rewarded for fasting. It is a, 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 a reward that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will reward you tremendously, and you'll be uh, staying away from the spirit also. That is my simple advice to the people out there, and in that way you don't need to engage in answering to the people, the court of public opinion, of which group do you support, G.
Isaba, this question says, uh, can Akika and Kurbani be done with the same animal? Not if it's a sheep. You need two separate animals, one for Akika and one for Kurbani. That is if you are slaughtering sheep. If you are slaughtering a cow, a bull, or a camel, then, of course, that constitutes seven shares. So one of those shares you can allocate to Akika or two to Akika, and the rest you can uh, allocate uh, to uh, Kurbani. So if you're slaughtering a large animal, then it will be permissible. But for sheep, no, you need to buy a separate animal in order to accommodate uh, both actions, G. Uh, looking at that action, look at that other action there, Mufti Saab. Read it and answer it. La Mufti, what is the ruling on places that serve halal food but also serves alcohol? So that is called halal friendly. That's a new coin, a new term that people coined recently in order to uh, to uh, mislead and misguide unwary Muslim customers and consumers. Stay away from places where alcohol is served as well. I know one uh, person uh, impersonating a mufti said it on another platform that but they serve alcohol on flight. They serve alcohol while you're flying. Uh, but that is uh, by, by uh, you know, there you don't have a say. Yeah, you have a voluntary uh, option of entering an establishment that is serving alcohol as well. And then on the plane, you have the right to refuse meals from them. So that is a qiyas fasid, you know, that is a fake analogy to make that uh, we've been commanded by Rasulullah not to sit at a table where alcohol is served as well. So you listen to the hadith of Rasulullah and you practice upon that. Uh, there is no such thing as halal friendly. It is either halal or it is either haram. In between, there's a gray area. The gray area, Rasulullah has warned us to stay away from shafat because, uh, you know, that uh, that is where you will get burned. Uh, you'll get closer to the boundaries of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his prohibitions. And once you cross the prohibitions of Allah, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes a revenge on that G. What is uh, Mufti's uh, view regarding the introduction of the new proposed uh, syllabus uh, to secular schools to accommodate gender-confused people? That is complete and utter nonsense and rubbish. They want to mutilate our children. They're taking our our young ones. That is the uh, focus of uh, my Juma Abayyan today also. I will uh, expound and explain to the people. Uh, it is happening abroad already, Shafat, where people, uh, children are coerced to participate in these satanic uh, rituals, you know, in displaying all the uh, colors of the rainbow and uh, all these things. So people should be careful. Raise your objections. There is still time. I know there's one political party, the DA, that's advocating that uh, these uh, uh, satanic things will be should be incorporated in the syllabus uh, in order to accommodate I'm a gender-confused minority. We as Muslims, we state unequivocally that that is against our iman, that is against our belief, and we have the right to exercise our belief also in this country, G. Assalamu alaikum. I love the talk on apologamy given, uh, Mufti gave uh, whilst uh, there be a, will there be a part two to elaborate on the other key issues. Hey, you like that topic, eh? Yeah, oh, buy a Fandardi topic. Yeah, go ahead, hey, Mufti. Yes, but, you know, that was more than 55 minutes, and I think the Q&A after that was another 30 minutes. So, yes, inshallah, because uh, there's so many issues, uh, that more pressing issues that needs to be addressed right now, uh, you know, that has to do with the snatching away. Uh, of the iman of our children in all these uh, deviants masquerading. So we have to be, uh, you know, we have to choose what gets preference over what. But definitely uh, there will be a part two in the very, very near future because many, many people, not only South Africa, across the globe, they've actually requested 
I do a part two on that, inshallah, and the response was overwhelming that uh, so many people are for it, you know, and that uh, from the female side. And I was quite shocked when I read all the emails that how many uh, females are willing uh, to share their husbands. So uh, that is one sunnah that needs to be revived, inshallah, and that we'll discuss again when uh, part two comes out. Jazakum Allah khairan. Uh, is it wajib to perform a qurbani upon the Prophet, uh, peace be upon him, Mufti? It is not wajib, but you can do it. It is not compulsory for a person uh, to perform qurbani on behalf of uh, the ruh of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa But anyone who is by the means, they can do it out of love. They can do it because they want to do it. You know, it is permissible shafa'at. You slaughter and uh, you dedicate the rewards of that slaughtering uh, to Rasulullah sallallahu or to his, uh, his uh, household, his family. And Allah will reward you abundantly for doing that also, G. Can I take out my child if a madrasa refuses to remove the teachings of the Tashil uh, uh, series of books that uh, brainwash kids? Hey, Tashil, what's this, Mufti? Uh, I, I think it's called the Tashil uh, uh, series. Tashil literally means uh, to make something easy, to simplify something. In this case, there's no simplification. It was a brainwashing mechanism to prepare our kids uh, to accept modernism, a watered-down version of Islam, liberalism, interfaith engagement, and uh, the worst, uh, you know, some slander against uh, the Sahaba, anhum. also, I mentioned it on, in my Tuesday Majlis, especially an attack on Sayyidina Uthman, an, whereby they falsely accused him of uh, of being, uh, you know, pro-democracy, uh, and democracy is something alien to Islam. It is kufr. It is a modern form of shirk and kufr. So this is being taught in uh, the maktab, or Makatib, uh, right across South Africa, from Cape Town to Johannesburg. Thousands and thousands of children are being brainwashed and influenced. And this is uh, the syllabus that was uh, uh, drawn up by an entity called Jusa, Jamitul Ulama, South Africa. So uh, there's no question. You have to safeguard your child's iman. You have to take out them immediately if uh, the school, the madrasa, doesn't want to replace the syllabus with something better. Then rather find a private tutor to teach your children Quran, hadith, fiqh, and all these basic things, you know. Someone who's in line with the, what the Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'ah teachings is, and not uh, some deviant uh, syllabus that is being concocted to corrupt our kids to accept uh, this, you know. So there's an attack on the on the education system, both secular and both Islamic also, that uh, that series uh, needs to be taken out and it needs to be burned. It should not even be uh, promoted amongst adults and neither should it be, be promoted amongst children as well, G. Mufti Saba, why is it that many don't value our outspoken ulama, of which you are at the forefront, Mufti? Uh, Daniel Hakika Joe from the USA recently expressed his desire to have such ulama in the US, UK, and elsewhere. Mufti? Yes, I, I was shocked. You know, I also read uh, his comments. So he's uh, one of those uh, brothers that always speaks about modernism and uh, that uh, fights against uh, the, the assimilation and uh, against all these other agendas being promoted by these pedophiles. 
in the West, etc. And he always values outspoken ulama. Now, if our local people, they don't listen and they don't heed the call of the local ulama, of those who are outspoken, those who've been warning the public of, of the social ills in many, many wrongs that will be coming and see this happening now, it's playing out as they predicted, you know, then people elsewhere in the world, they appreciate uh, these ulama, these local South African ulama, because nowadays uh, news travels instantaneously. You say something here, people uh, on that side and abroad, they get your message and your bayan and your lecture. So if our local public, if they don't want to benefit from uh, our senior ulama, those who are on haq, those who are calling towards truth, uh, not those who are calling towards, uh, uh, you know, what the government are saying and what these deviants are saying, then Allah will create other people across the globe who would want to benefit from the knowledge of uh, these ulama. So people value your local ulama who is on haq. There's two groups there, one a deviant group, and those who are on haq, you know, value them because they are few in number, and soon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will take them away also, and you will be left with scum, like uh, the scum on the ocean, if the Quran mentions G. Can I have uh, both Hanafi and Shafi views uh, regarding Qurbani on behalf of deceased people, Mufti? Yes, uh, if, uh, this time of the year people will ask, can they perform on the uh, Qurbani on behalf of their deceased parents or auntie or someone that's deceased, you know? So in the Hanafi mother, it is completely permissible. You can just buy an animal, make an intention on behalf of that person and uh, then slaughter that animal, animal yourself or if someone slaughtered it on behalf of uh, that uh, deceased person's name. In the Shafi Madhab, uh, it is required that the deceased person, he should have left behind a wasfiyah, a bequest, whereby he stipulated that a post-demise, you know, uh, his, his kurbani should be performed. So if there's no uh, uh, wasiyah bequest that was left behind for Shafi followers, uh, then it is not permissible to slaughter on behalf of a deceased person. So that is basically the two views regarding uh, this uh, particular masalaji. Mufti, how do we verif- uh, verify a kurbani in foreign countries with so much fraud going on? It's very, very difficult, Shafat. You know, people see that 50 rand a share, 300 rand a share, and then they look at the sheep prices here, two, two grand, three grand, uh, bulls going 15, 20 grand, and they think it's cheaper to slaughter uh, that side. Yes, the need that side is just as great as the need is uh, here locally. So uh, then they will send uh, that a few rands opposite uh, to the across the border to elsewhere. And uh, you can't always uh, verify it, Shafat. It's very difficult. You don't know unless you have a representative, a wakil. And then those people, some of them are slaughtering on that side also. They're guilty. You don't know who are conmans and who are genuine. They might uh, take photos from the internet. They might take photos from other sheep, other kurbani places. And then they will send that to you as proof of your animal being slaughtered. So they will come on the day of Qiyamah with whatever deception they've done. They will come on the day of Qiyam and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will expose them. Some of them are exposed in this world already. The rest will be exposed in the year after. Be very, very careful. Ask a reputable alim that side where you are slaughtering to just to monitor and supervise that your kurbani uh, indeed will be performed and will be slaughtered. Otherwise, you're throwing away money which you could have slaughtered locally and you could have fed the local poor community this side also, G. Is uh, load shedding uh, reduced uh, because of the upcoming BRICS uh, summit? By a good question, by a hoya, Chrissy Dai. Yes, now we suddenly we've seen that uh, load shedding has been reduced, Shafat, that uh, we don't get it uh, as often as possible. And I always tell the people, and people should be reminded, there is no word 
such as load shedding. Uh, it is a controlled uh, cut of energy. They controlling it is just a switch that they flip on and off. Load shedding is when something happens, something explodes, some cables got burnt, etc., and uh, the system switches off automatically in order to protect itself. That is called load shedding. This is controlled uh, electricity. They control you when to eat, when not to eat. If they tell you 10 a.m. is load shedding, that means by 9.50 you should be in bed already. So it's all part of the control system. People should understand that. And now because we are hosting the BRICS Summit and they want to portray a glorious, uh, beautiful, inclusive South Africa, you know, and hiding the poor people in the terrible state that this country is in, uh, that they want to hide from all these delegates who will be visiting our shores very, very shortly. And last week also a few Russians came also, and uh, suddenly we didn't have load shedding or controlled electricity. So I think it has to do with that, you know, portraying South Africa as something, whilst we, the residents here, we see a completely different South Africa, double standards of the highest grade Shafat. In fact, uh, there's a word for that, uh, you know, in uh, in uh, that is used uh, for, uh, for such a government. And it, uh, you know, uh, we'll discuss that again, inshallah, G. Well, uh, Mufti is trying to look for the superlatives. It's not coming, but it'll come. Yeah. No, no, it, it is a word. It's called, it's called a catocracy, uh, uh, you know. So that is where okay. uh, a government is completely, completely useless, like uh, the, the government that we have here. <laughs> and uh, they are not able, uh, you know, the worst people are put in charge. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, and the best people are taken out of politics. So that's one particular word that is being used for this. Uh, so uh, it aptly describes the state of South Africa that we in, G. An anecdote there, Mufti Saab. It says, uh, there'll come a time when the dregs of society will be in position of power. Well said the Mufti Saab. That's also a hadith, Shafat. That's also a hadith that Rasulullah said that the village clown, the village idiot, you know, the fool that he will become the leader of society. If you see that, then you should know Qiyama is very, very near. G. On what's going on, people. Well, uh, Mufti Saab, absolutely, mashallah, with your quick fire Q&A ready. You know, uh, you shone like a star on Sirius FM, Fahmi Mysterio. Your, your parting words of this morning. Inshallah, all those people, you know, that are able to perform qurbani, let them perform qurbani, practice upon the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will reward you and stand for haq, stand for justice, and stand for the truth, irrespective of uh, what happens. You know, we should always promote the truth. And a serious FM is one of those platforms where the truth is always promoted. Zakumullah khairan. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh to our Mufti Ibrahim Smith and a big jazakallah khaira to all of you for sending in uh, those questions. Already adding uh, to the vibe of quickfire Q&A. Don't forget Qurbani, Qurbani, Qurbani. Allah ko piyari hai Qurbani, Qurbani 2023, Sirius FM. Let Sirius FM make your Qurbani for you. Uh, animals are slaughtered and distributed on your behalf. Call them on 0828517500, India, 320 rands, Malawi, 900 rands, Syria, 4,200 rands. Sirius FM, First National Bank, a branch 251242, account number 6272662801, reference is QI or QM and your name. Sirius FM, a broadcast in the East Run. 
in uh, South Africa on 105.7 megahertz and on audio streaming to more than 120 countries across the world, www.siriusfm.mobi. I tell you, mashallah. Yeah, you know it, Mufti Saab. Mufti says, Kurbani, Kurbani, Kurbani. Allah ko pyari hai, Kurbani. Yes, sir. What's coming up, uh, inshallah, on the Sirius FM? There'll be the spiritual hour. There'll be the four, four, three, the roots. And Alhamdulillah, Mufti A.K. Hussain will be giving the translation of the Jumma Kudba from the Holy Lands. And uh, Yusuf Asmal, once again, Jazakallah khair for Top Tech. And uh, people, keep it locked on to Sirius FM for beautiful broadcasting and lovely nasheeds. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. This is Suris FM on 105.7 Broadcasting in the East Rand.